lovely people and welcome to a very 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 special edition of the made sessions with cliffcentral.com and that is of course because we have a very 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 special guest um it's moments like these where i I wish i was a a praise singer but luckily i'm in a room full of black women so ladies can we give a warm welcome to her highness the princess of africa yvonne chaka chaka And I think it is such an honor to have you amongst us today. Before we get started though, hello to my beautiful co-host, Tuliza Zindi. Welcome. It's such a privilege to have you here. Thank you for having me. Okay, so nothing can do justice to your legacy, but I'm going to try. <laughs> knowing full well that I'm not going to I'm not going to crack it but you are a legendary entertainer loved across the continent and throughout the world I mean you were the first black child on South African television is that right that's what they say <laughs> and and since then you've shared a stage with the likes of Bono and Queen and Angelique Kidjo mm-hmm. which would be enough of a legacy but you're also a remarkable civil society leader. Uh, for those of you who may not know, Uma dropped out of law school and studied adult education, which she still teaches part-time. Is that right? Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> and it's what a beautiful thing and such a crucial part of rebuilding South Africa. Well, I really think um, um, when I tried to study law, oh. I, I had to do it because my mother wanted me to yes. be a lawyer. Always. So when I failed Africans <laughs> three times, failed mercantile law, failed history one, mm, I mean, I, I, I did it at UNISA, I did it at WITS, I even did it at, at, at VISTA. So I wow. tried in all these universities. Wow. Wow. And, um, and I guess because I was just busy, you know. Do you think there was a mental block toward the language? Well, I think it was that and not preparing enough, okay, fair, really, fair. you know, and uh, just being busy, being in love with the DJ. There we go. There we go. So you teach adult education sometimes. Uh, you're a champion for the global fund to fight HIV, AIDS, TB and malaria. Mm-hmm. Am I right? You're a goodwill ambassador to the United Nations for the role. United Nations, rather, for the Rollback Malaria Partnership. And you were chosen by Nelson Mandela himself as the first ambassador of his children's fund. On top of that, you have your very own nonprofit called the Princess of Africa Foundation. And in 2012, you were the first African woman to receive the World Economic Forum's Crystal Award. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
And she also happens to serve as an honorary colonel for the South African Air Force. My interest is to encourage black children okay. to, to fly. Mm. Um, I really think it's not what she can do for you. It's not what your country can do for you. It's yeah. what she can do for your country. So I'd still like to encourage our children, our black children, because this is their country. Our forefathers fought so hard for us and gave us back our dignity. So I'd really like to see lots of black children. In fact, there's lots of black people in this yeah, country. Yeah. Lots of our children going back to the army and fighting for this country. And, you know, I think the army teaches you discipline. Mm. It teaches you to love your country. Mm. If we can go back to that, I don't think we will be having this uh, lots of unemployment today. We'll be having children who are disciplined, loving their country, and just knowing more about their country. So I'm a really good advocate for that. That could have been a presidential statement. I mean, you've done everything else. You may as well run. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so I feel like if we converted all of your achievements into renewable energy, we could really solve the ESCOM crisis. <laughs> Seriously, you're, you're one of South Africa's greatest exports and certainly one of the mothers of our nation. I think we can all agree. But the thing that people may not know is that it all began with your mother, who was a domestic worker. Oh, yes. Yes. Today with us are three domestic workers um, who helped us to start the Made Sessions. And ultimately, we want domestic workers to host the show because it's their insights and their experiences that have made this possible. So we thought it would only be fitting for them to interview you. Uh, hosting the show today are Linda Langa and Sibatle. Say hi, ladies. Hello. Hello. Hello, Mom. Hi. <laughs> How are you guys doing? Are you ready to deliver the most unique interview in history? They say they'll try. I'm actually, I'm just so, I don't know how to put it. Sitting in the studio at cliffcentral.com with three beautiful helpers. I don't, you know, I, the word domestic worker Mm. to me, it, uh, I don't know, it just doesn't resonate well. Mm. It Uh, doesn't do justice. It doesn't do justice. I call them helpers because mm. I know that they, they're they there to help help me and uh, I'm, I'm there to help them as mm. well. Mm. And uh, just being there, being interviewed for them, this is the first in the world. It is literally. And we are currently making history. history. It really is. You know, and so if none of us here ever achieve it, you, you've, you're covered in terms of achievements. You, you can't achieve much more, although I'm sure you will. Um, I'd like to. <laughs> if the rest of us never achieve anything, I think we can still be proud of this, you know, this moment right here. Um, and with that, thank you for the intro, Ma. Okay, great. So Talisa and I are going to wear producer hats today and we're going to, we're t- going to take a back seat and, and let you shine and enjoy yourselves. Um, take it away. Hello, Mama. How are you, darling? I'm fine, and you? Good, thank you. I'd like to say I'm so happy today because I met you for the first time, not on books or TV. <laughs> I'm so honored to speak to you today. You're most welcome. Yeah. I got a lovely question for you. Sure. Um, it's about music. Um, with this lovely gift that you were given, I would like to know uh, who inspired you to be a performer my father was a great singer, I must say. Dad had a great, great voice. You know, every Friday was Christmas at home. Wow. 
Every Friday it was Christmas at home. Dad bought us fish and chips every Friday. And because I was the last one, my packet of fish and chips had a Vienna or what was called a Russian, you know. Mm. Yeah, a Russian. Mm. So you, you, you knew. Mom had her fish and chips. Doreen had her fish and chips. Rufilo had her fish and chips. Dad have, had her fish and chips. Yvonne had her fish and chips and a Russian or her Vienna because mm. I was the baby of the family. Oh. Every Friday was Christmas at home. And every Saturday... It was New Year because then in the morning, dad would wake up, clean the kitchen, make fire, and he would go to the shops to go and buy me a packet of It's Samoa. And he will make coffee for us. Oh, that's nice. And he would sing. He would make a noise and sing. You know how it is like in the township. Yeah. <clears throat> from your, you've got three lovely songs that I like from young when I was at school. One is Mama Land. The second one is where Makoti, and the third <laughs> one is uh, Let Him Go. Okay, you could be my Makoti. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know, was that Makoti song a lesson to the Makotis when you sang it? Well, you know, my music is inspired by all sorts of things. I grew up in the township. I'm a township girl. I'm a Bantu, you know. I'm a Muntu. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I sing songs that inspire me, things that I see around me. Yeah. Hi, Mama. I'm Swathe. Hi, Swathe. Hi. There is a song I want to know more about it. The song Umkomboti. Yes. Do you know how to cook Umkomboti? Oh. <laughs> well, I can't make Umkomboti because yeah. I don't drink alcohol. Okay. But uh, for me, Umkomboti, it was composed by Chico and Ati Van Vey. Okay. But I think when we composed Umkomboti, it was because of Ubuntu Betu. You know, when adults yes. uh, made Umkomboti, it was because there was either the death in the family or the funeral or Umsebe in Zinji. Yes. And you put in a calabash. Mm. And the calabash, for me, always meant Simunye. You drink, you shake, we are puza, you give the second one, we are puza. So it meant we are together. Yes, it's unlike to, family together. Exactly. Like, and yes, yes. so you drink, you give the next person to drink. So it meant we love each other, we are family, mm-hmm. and uh, we we know each other, we tolerate each other, we, we are together. You know, yeah, like, it's unlike today where people don't even want to drink from one cup. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I wish we could both go back to Ubuntu Bet. You know, yeah. a- ages ago, we could dish up in one big dish. All those things have gone. Yeah, and most when having that Tumkomboti is the time when bringing the families together. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, I'll ask you about, you know, as your mom was a domestic worker. So how was your relationship between your family and the Medimus family? You know, my father died when I was 11. And um, our house was taken by the white government. So we had to go and live uh, at the Medim's backyard. And uh, I wish I told Pat to listen today, you know. Um, uh, my mother's madam was a gem, I must say. She was amazing. Oh, she liked great. us. She really, really loved us. She's like my second mother, oh, you know. Wow. Um, 
she gave us clothes for her from her children. You know, she had two boys and two girls, Vivian and Louise and uh, David and, and Jan. She was an amazing mother. She was an amazing madam to my mother, and she was an amazing mother to us as well. So the relationship was grand. It was amazing. Um, I would like to know, growing up, um, did you ever know you were poor, and did you feel ashamed about the way you lived? Poor, not really, because you know what? Mom worked in the kitchen. She brought us food, you know. Um, When we stayed in the township, Dad brought food. I mean, as I said, Friday was Christmas at home. Saturday was New Year. Mm -hmm. So we had everything, you know. Um, And uh, and our home was the cleanest because Mom was very very strict and very clean. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't think, you know, I think when we grew up, There was no poor in the township because if you didn't have bread, you went next door and you were not ashamed. You went next door and said, mom says we don't have bread. Can we have half a loaf of bread? And they cut bread and you you were not ashamed. And they'll give you bread because you will actually take a cup of sugar. Mm. Mom will give you sugar Mm. and you'll you'll swap. You know, you'll butter. Mom will give you a cup Mm. of sugar and say, go and ask them. For bread. bread, And you give them a cup of sugar Mm. and they give you bread Mm. and you give them milk. And Mm. so there was no ashamedness. I must say, we didn't feel ashamed. You go next door and ask for onions, Mm. you ask for tomato. We did that. We grew up like that and we didn't see any poor. Mm. We didn't think we were poor. We didn't didn't feel ashamed. That's how I grew up. And I didn't think we were poor. Nowadays it's tricky. (laughs) Nowadays it's tricky. Nowadays you can't do that. People live their own lives. They shut their doors. Everybody Mm. minds their own business. Yes. Yeah. Things have changed. As a child, what did you think of the work your mother did? I, I was, I, I, you know, I've seen other ladies. There was a a lady who stayed not far from our house. Mm. I don't even know her name even today. She was called Cisness. She was pretty. She was clean. She was a nurse. Yeah. I asked my mother, why didn't you become a nurse? Because this lady was this nurse, you know. And uh, yeah, you know, and my mother says, you know, I'm fundang, I you know, and so I knew good. Oh, you know, so there was that. My father was a driver. He was just a driver of a company, but my father spoke perfect English. English yeah. Oh my God. And my father used to tell us, you're stupid. You're reading these practical books, these stupid books. And <laughs> he spoke, he says, I speak good English. I mean, he spoke, he, he read for us, you know, he would sit down and read for us. I don't know where he got that from, but he said, I speak royal English. That's what he used to say. And my mother could speak very good English as well. You know, he said he used to teach. I don't know. Before he came, she came to Joe Beck. And, but I, I, you know, I, I, it w- sometimes I must say at school when, you know, when we grew up, teachers would ask, there'll be, I think when they were monitoring, they would ask and they would say, okay, that children, how many of your uh, parents are nurses and two uh, children they would stand up. up. Yeah. Stand up. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they were doing some kind of survey. Mm. How many of your parents work as uh, teachers? Mm. Two or three will stand up. Mm. How many of your parents work as um, whatever? And, you know, some they'll say, okay, mm. my mother works as a seamstress, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you think, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but there were quite few of us. 
I mean, Jacqueline Twala, I remember Israel. There were quite few of us, you mm. know. And it was fine. All of us, about Mohammed Bebe Sam Zimakishi, were clever and basically call me slow. It's slow. Yes. Yeah, you know, would I mean, Jacqueline Twala, we're like top of the class, you know, and but it was like very fun. Seven Zimakishi. <laughs> you know, and yeah, that was quite embarrassing. But you know, but life goes on. Children, it's yeah. children in the townships then did not mind. I mean, yes, it was yes. it was a job. You, you know, we didn't mind, but it was quite embarrassing because some will say, "Mom, mom, a stall." You know, "Mom, mom, yines, mom, mom, mistress, mom, mom, sebenza, we are too You know, and like, "Mom, mom, sebenza, kamisis, kishin." You know, and yeah, so. Yeah. Wow. I don't know how yeah. to put this question, but how were you, you influenced by your mother growing up? You see, for the fact that my mother worked as a domestic worker, mm-hmm. um, you see, I think those domestic workers were, were amazing. They were classy. My mother wore her uniform at work. Come five o'clock or on Friday when she's off, she's hitting her nines. She's to do. She's wearing her white dress, her wig, her Afro wig, her platform shoes. You won't say this woman works in Makishi. No. And she's beautiful. Her bag, see, I weekend. I mean, when she's off on Fridays, she comes to the township and and she looks beautiful. You know, and she comes with food, you know, when she's coming, Gagoko, because we didn't have a house. Yeah. And she was beautiful, and she she looked just like any other woman, any other woman. you know. <laughs> and when we had um, schools, uh, meetings at school, my mother would be there, what you call SGBs today, you know. She was part of the SGB uh, parents' meetings. My mother would always be there at school, you know. So, so she took part in everything that I did at school, and she supported us. And... I think today, as a mother of four boys, what makes me always say my mother was my pillar of strength is because when my father died, my mother was always there for me and my two sisters. She protected us. She guarded us. She never prostituted us. That's what makes me say she was the pillar of my strength. You know, she could have said, Nebona gubi. There's no father here. She never did. She played Fafi. My mother played Fafi to augment her salary to take us to school. So I'm very proud of her. She never wanted any other man to help her to give us life or good life. And so she is the pillar of my strength. She is my hero. She is my absolute everything. Tell us how you you managed to build the relationship between your mother and your and her former madam, and why was it important? You see, because Pat has always been like our mother, and um, I think when our house was taken from us, Pat has always been fighting for us to get our house back. When we went and stayed with her, she'd been going to the, uh, uh, is it whatever office, charge office, to go and fight for my mother to get the house back. Mm. And she was just a good madam, you know. Um, We eventually got our house back and we went back because she was fighting for us. You know, she told uh, these people, 
you know, uh, that this woman's got two, three children. She was married to this guy, you know, and they need the house. They need the home. They need the roof over their head. And we got the house back. So we went back to 2962 Civisa Street, which mm. is our home today still. Wonderful. You know, uh, my son Temba stays there um, at, at our mother's house. We still have, own that house. Mm. And um, so Pat has always played a very important part in our lives. Uh, when I started singing, my mother stopped working. Mm. And um, I found it to be a very good thing to still have Pat and my mother to become friends now yeah, yeah. because she worked for Pat and there was absolutely no reason. Pat never fired my mother. Mm-hmm. I thought my mother should stop working because now I could afford to work for my mother mm-hmm. and give her the good life that she never had. Mm-hmm. She'd been all along working for me and my two sisters, and she gave us the life that we could have, we couldn't envisage. So it was my turn to give her the good life that yeah. she wanted. Mm-hmm. And yeah. By the time you stay at your the madam's house, how was the relationship between you and the madam's children? It was very good. Very I mean, good. Louise, Louise and Vivian, David and Jan were 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 like we were brothers and sisters. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, we knew that they were the bus's children, yes. but really, <laughs> in fact, you know, I remember sometimes. <laughs> I always laugh. I I, I remember always fighting with David would like fight and and I would say, David, you know, you're not white. And David would like, I'm white, Yvonne. I'm white. I'm like, you're not white. And he's like, he says, Yvonne, I'm white. I'm like, <laughs> and David, I would, I'd say, I'm, I'll take David and say, let me show you you're not white. Uh, I'll take him and hold him and put him down and say, see, you're not white. Shail, yeah, what? And he gets so angry with me. And I say, your mom and your father are white because they are the ones who pay my mother. You know, for me, I had no clue, you know, mm-hmm. you're young. And yeah. uh, I mean, you know, I, I know that sometimes Pat will come and say, Sophie, hide the kids. The bus is here, you okay. know, uh, or we've got visitors, mm-hmm. you know. And But I mean, it, it, it wasn't in her, mm-hmm. you know. And, and But the neighbors, really, Mr. Fenter next door hated us. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want to see us. And But we're not in her yard. Yeah. We're at the Minars. You know, mm-hmm. but I must say that Pat and Philip mm-hmm. and their children, they treated us absolutely well. Yeah, they have Ubuntu. Oh, they did. Yes. They actually yes, did. Yes, yes. And Pat still does lots of good work, you know, with with domestic workers and and and, and many, many other African people. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yes. So as I'm a domestic worker, so please can you tell me what is the power that I have in South Africa? <laughs> you know, I think the powers that um, domestic workers have, it's, it's amazing. Because for me, you are chief executive officers of our homes. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I've had lots of white friends who will always say, you know, Sarah, Sarah is my mother. You know, talking mm-hmm. about the uh, helpers, the children, the ladies who brought them up, yeah. you know, or... David, who was their gardener or whatever, David is my father, you know, he brought me up or something like that. Mm. So I've got, you know, I've got a very, very soft spot for domestic workers because my mother was one. And um, I promise you, if Mrs. Minot or her children did not treat my mother, I would have really bitten them up. 
because I was a bully. I was a bully. <laughs> but they didn't. They, they treated didn't. her with care. And for the fact that my mother did not change lots of work, mm. she did not help. I mean, I grew up knowing Mr. and Mrs. Minot and um, Mr. and Mrs. Who. She worked at some lady. I can't even remember. She was Mr. Who. All I know was that this lady had more than 100 uh, dishcloths. I know my mom began this name for two. <laughs> yeah, and, and she knew Sizudu as well. Mm. Mrs. Who, I can't even remember. And that's it. That's, that's, she just worked for two, two families. But we were very close to the Minas. And, and that's it. So she's never, she, all her life she worked as a domestic worker. But she worked at this other family and at Mrs. Minot. So she never hopped. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to ask, in your own opinion, uh, what do you think should change about domestic workers in South Africa? Well, okay, I'm not government. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm not government. Um, I think lots of things have to change. Uh, regulations, you know. Obviously, this, this part of, uh, of work should be regulated. Working hours have to be regulated. Wages has to be regulated. I mean, there's a proper uh, salary scale, you know, for nurses, for doctors, for shopkeepers, even for waiters as well. Why couldn't it be there for, for domestic workers mm -hmm. as well? Um, offs and things like that, you know. And, um, and I think really us people who have people who help us, I need to treat you like a human being, you know, because you're there to help me. Yes. I'm not, you're not there to be abused yeah. as well. We're there to, to help, help each, each other, other yeah. as well. You know, yesterday I was home the whole day. I was cleaning my own house. Wonderful. You know, because I can do it. Because sometimes, Niaropa, Nina. Niaropa. Niaropa. Wow. Niaropa, Marlene. I'm going to make a little bit of a Niaropa sometimes. Friday and Monday, Niaropa. But to be honest, why Niaropa? Mondays, I don't rob. I To be honest, I yeah. I can rob other days, but Mondays I'm going. So, yeah, sometimes not because I'm in Guatile or no, because I could see sometimes my mother would do at sometimes now. You know when I'm seventeen, so I I I I tend to sometimes do it because I just feel shame. You know. This person is a human being. This person mm. is not harsh, yeah. you know. There's washing, there's cooking, and some, I cook for myself sometimes, mm. you know. We, we help, we're there to help each other. Mm. So for me, it's, we need to regulate some of these things, you know, proper wages. If you've done overtime, I must pay you overtime. Mm. You're not compelled to go to Chaise, you know, it's, that's not right. If Chaise, we must, Hours, and yes, I must pay you yeah, for those yeah. hours and mm -hmm. things like that. So that's how I work with, with the people who work for me. You have a domestic worker? Yes, I do. I do. Your relationship with her is it? She has one of my program the other day. So what are you going to do? Ah, uh, who's a bad mistake, Mama. Mistake, both pegue puchis. Both pegue puchis. Mistake happens, Mama. I'm gonna mistake it. I'm gonna bamba my phone and check my phone. Hello, hello, she's a maprogo. Nia Dina, sometimes, man, yes. 
<laughs> I love that. No, but it's okay. I mean, their mistakes yeah, do happen. I understand. You know? Some they do that. No, when they are on phones, especially on WhatsApp these days. No, but you know what? Mistakes do happen. I, yeah. I, I don't. I, I mean, for me, it's just a mistake. Yeah. I don't. Mind. But some they don't, I don't take, take it as a mistake. I don't take money yeah. from my helpers. You know, I. I don't. I need don't see much. No, it's a. Yeah. It's a mistake, and it, it's just a trouser. You know, I mean, really. It's, She's a very good um, helper. We work very well. My kids love her. And it's that relationship. We, we, we all eat together. You know, my helpers and my gardener, we eat together. You know, sometimes they want to cook for themselves. Sometimes they eat things that I don't eat, like mopani worms. But my husband and my other sons, they like those things, so they'll eat those. You know, but yeah, we all eat together and Bese Bafunguta Wampuase Wulwet Zernia Bora. Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 When I was a child, I wanted to be a farmer. <laughs> so you can tell me, as you were a child, what do you want to be? Well, when I was a child, mm-hmm. um, I wanted to be all sorts of things. But I know a teacher asked me what I wanted to be when I was young. Mm-hmm. And I remember everybody saying they want to be a teacher. Some wanted to be doctors. And when I was young, I wanted to be white. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's because I grew up in Makishi, yeah. you know, and I thought... Uh, all which was nice and good and well was white, and um, but today I'm a I'm a very black black mother, mm-hmm. black proud beautiful yes, woman, yes, yes, yes. and um, I don't wish to be white anymore, mm-hmm. and that's why I get very upset when I see some of our people. Yeah. That makes me so angry because stay beautiful. Black and lovely, yes, dark and sure, lovely. Yes. You know, black is beautiful, mm-hmm. you know, and just be proud of who you are. Mm-hmm. But I don't, if people want to enhance themselves and make themselves look good, it's okay as well. I'm not here to blame people, but it becomes so sad when Usuboni skin less is Moshega and things, you know. If you had to ask, for an autograph, for an, any celebrity, who would you choose? I actually don't know what celebrities are. <laughs> <laughs> celebrities like you. I'm not a celebrity. You're not? No, I'm Ningi and Temba and Mfumu and Mandla's mother. Really? Yeah. Okay. And I'm your okay, friend. maybe. Okay, if I if, okay, put it another way. <laughs> famous. There's too many famous people that I know. Okay, the best that you would ask, who would that be? I don't do pictures. I don't do autographs. So so that's just not me. Okay. No. If you were a domestic worker and it's too badly, what were you going to do? I prayed to God Mm. that I do not want to work for anybody. And God grants you what you want. I never worked for anybody. You know, when I passed my matric, when I finished my matric, Mm. I was actually pregnant with my first son. And my mother and my sisters, they said, Hamba, you're from Sebens. No, my mother, you're from Kishin, Yvonne. Hamba. I said, never. I'm not working for anybody. And you know what? God granted me what I wanted. I was found by this man. Yeah. I started singing. And 31 years later, mm. I still work for myself. 
and I'm grateful because I've never had to report to anybody. And I'm just so grateful, even if I can die today. I'm actually ready to meet my creator now. No, that's good. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're not ready. We're not ready. <laughs> we are not ready to lose you. <laughs> what any advice that you give a domestic worker or domestic child that who want to be like you? You know, to a domestic worker or to a domestic child, I always say to domestic workers' children, mm -hmm. you don't choose who your parents are. Yes. You find yourself in that position. Respect your mother. Respect your parents. It doesn't matter who they are. And to domestic uh, parents, you know, if, if, if you have a child as a domestic worker, work as hard as you can to make sure that your child doesn't become like you are. I think, in fact, domestic workers, they make sure that their children don't become domestic workers. Yes. They work as hard as possible to give them better lives. So to those children, I always say, don't look down on your parent as a domestic worker. Mm -hmm. You know, respect them, give them the love that they deserve. And, um, and uh, you know what? There's different kinds of jobs. So for me, it's a job. And I always say to people when I do my public speaking, If you are a domestic worker, do your job as 100%. Do it with love. Yes. If you are a tea maker, make the tea with love. You know, I don't drink tea. Yeah, you know, and so do your work with so much love and do it with pride. So it doesn't matter what kind of job you do. Do it with love and do it, you know, with, with so much love. And, you know, we've had... Uh, domestic workers killing uh, 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 their bosses. We've had bosses abusing their domestic workers. And it's just so sad that we've come to such extent to, to, to be killing each other. It's just not right. Were you ever afraid of your success that uh, you thought of it like it wasn't meant for you because of the way you grew up? For me, it was I grew up just like any other child, really. You know, mom worked, yes, at the domestic server. A domestic worker, dad worked as a driver. Uh, yes, we were not extremely rich. Uh, dad had two cars, Imoto's mm -hmm. So he was driving them and he was coming with them at work from work. So, where was it? Where was it? You know, so, um, you know, as I said, when we grew up, poverty was not explicit as it was today. And to the school, You know, what do you call umrojo? Yes. The, the green stuff. Yeah. Yes. We, we used to go to Kalapestratin and cook it and eat. Umfino, estratin. You know, the green ones. We knew exactly which one to pick and eat exactly a papa. You know, and it was so good. So poverty was just not there. You know, children will eat bangalang. It was never there. It was just never there. And you know, my sister had to leave school go stand at eight to go and work, you know, to help mom as well. So that me and my sister could go and complete our metric. And she earned more money than my mother. She earned 78 rands. She earned lots of money. She worked as a nurse. She went and trained as a nurse. And my very first jersey, my sister Doreen bought for me. So, you know, she, she, she closed that gap. Yeah. So, 
really the poverty was just not explicit as it was today. Um, when did you know that you had made it as a successful musician? I was quite lucky, as I said. God was very good to me. Um, I was found as a 19-year-old, recorded, I'm in love with the DJ. And two weeks later, I'm in love with the DJ, sold 35,000 copies, and I was an overnight success. Hey. <laughs> so, do you ever feel bad to have a better life than your mom or your relatives? No. No, I don't. What? I don't. I don't feel bad at all. I don't feel bad because, um, you know, my mother did not have the life that I had, but I gave her that life. You know, my mother would wake up and say, Ivona, I want to go to Cape Town, and I did not hesitate. I'll just get my office. Please book her with her friend or one of my aunts, and, and she would go to wherever. My mother would say, I want to go to Durban. I'd get my office book her. And I gave her every single thing that she wanted because I said, if she dies tomorrow, I'm not going to be able to give her those things that she wanted. Mm -hmm. I always say, my mother, so I gave her everything that she wanted. And um, I do help some of my relatives wherever. I get relatives that I don't even know. They emerge, they come. Now, people that I don't even know, they say, where are your relatives? And uh, help us with this. Some will tweet and they say, you know, you don't help us. We, and I say, I don't know you. But I'm very close to my sisters because that's who that I know and my uncles that I know. And I help where I can. But, you know, I help where I can. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not a billionaire. I help mm. where I can, you know, and I've got my immediate family. I help where I can, and I help some of those children. I adopted the school where I passed my matric, and I help some of the children where I pay their fees and do, do some of the things. What are the positives and negatives of being famous? <laughs> oh, lots of things. You know, the positives are that, um, okay, you get recognized by the people. You become uh, people's property you know, and, and, and all sorts of things. The negatives is that you have to be, you don't know what, when you have to do right and when you have to do wrong, yeah. you know. Um, people say things about you that you don't even know. Yes, yes. Uh, people, they just sometimes hate you for, for no reason, you know. Um, so, you know, uh, you know I'm, I'm very scared of press, I must say. I stay as far as possible from them, whether I've done something good or something bad, but I stay away from bad things as much as possible. But uh, I, I guess, you know, when you start having people, you know, I, I always say to myself, you have to have your feet firm on the ground because the higher you go, the colder it becomes. So if you have your feet firm on the ground, God will be the one to lift you, you know. So those are the those are the prizes of fame. On my phone, I have uh, my favorite person on my phone book. So who is the most famous person on your phone book? Phone book? Mm -hmm. <laughs> What's a phone book? Like uh, <laughs> on your cell phone. Oh, contact, contact books. Leaks, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, don't know. I don't know famous people. <laughs> <laughs> Or the one who inspires you mm -hmm. to do what, your yeah. music, to carry on doing your music. Oh gosh, you know, I've got I've got so many people that 
that inspire me. So, so many, so many. You know, I've got, I've got so many. I've got Dorothy Masuka. I've got Oprah. I've got Richard Branson. You know, I've got Hillary Clinton. Just different people. Lots. I have children that I don't know who tweet me, and I tweet them back, and I say I'll meet you in town or wherever. So, do you have any message? Do you have a message that you want to share with your domestic worker? The message that I want to share with my domestic worker mm-hmm. is: um, be what you want to be, and uh, being a domestic worker shouldn't make you feel ashamed. But uh, if you are in that position of being a domestic worker, do it with love. And if you feel you do not want to do it again, work your way up, and you one day be the madam. And have a domestic worker yourself. Thank you, Aulbe. <laughs> <laughs> Beautifully stated. Um, okay, so back to us. Uh, Talisa and I had to jump on the bandwagon. We had um, two of our own questions that we wanted to ask. Uh, we felt like we were missing out. So, is there anything that you can pinpoint? That you could, that you think has, has reminded you to stay grounded in spite of all of your success? You know, I've always been like this. Mm. I've uh, seen faces, I've seen places, I've dined with different people, and this is just me. Hmm. You know, nothing makes me different from anybody. I, um, I don't know what is the difference of being famous and being. Mm. Being a celebrity or being, I just, I'm, I'm Yvonne. Mm. And I think my two sisters, they always say to me, Yvonne, you're Yvonne. But you see, mm. I think that's what's kept you grounded is being Yvonne. And in your head, Yvonne isn't a brand. Yeah, you know, this whole brand thing. And uh, I, I don't know. You know, mm. I get people saying, oh, you're, you're a premium brand. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. And, and, but. I'm Yvonne. Mm. I'm just Yvonne. And because, you know, when we die, we all go six feet ground. Yeah. All of us. Even the queen is going right there, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, with all her money. Absolutely. You know, and Absolutely. Uh, even Oprah, mm. we're all going that route. Mm. So um, even even the very same domestic worker, we're all going the same route. Mm-hmm. So I've always uh, wanted or I've always wanted to respect anybody despite the fact whether it's a person standing at the corner, whether a person is a domestic worker, whether it's Oprah, whether it's Yvonne. I believe you. um, I believe you. And I think, like, oftentimes people use humility as some kind of an accolade of sorts, you know? Um, I think you have this, this beautiful balance between humility and confidence. And that's why I believe you. You're not just, you know, it doesn't feel like you're saying the right thing to say. I don't have to. Mm. If I'm angry, like I just told them, sometimes <laughs> I tell them the truth and buy ah, Fridays are roba. You know, and it, it, that's just how I am. Mm. You know, you, truth be told, you know, what you get, what you see is what you get from me. Absolutely. You know, you don't have to fake it. Uh, that's mm. what I absolutely love about you. This sort of just follows on to Mbali's question, but it always feels like 
you know, every time I've spoken to you, which is like the second time, <laughs> but it feels like your core just doesn't move. So when you talk about your childhood and you talk about yourself now and your experiences now, it feels like there's a, a grounded nature to your experiences and that just doesn't move. And it, it seems like, you know, that's contributed quite greatly to, you know, what you are at the moment, which is someone that is so accessible and someone that really gives of them their true selves to others, which is really amazing. And so my question is for anyone that is anywhere in their lives, what is the sort of advice that you would give? So to someone that feels like they're down and out and they're in a bad position in life or someone that feels like they're heading towards success or someone that feels like they have to make a big compromise in order in order to um, make certain decisions what what do you think is a fundamental thing to remember in spite of anywhere that you are in life? You know, I always say you you are somewhere because someone out there was there for you. Mm. You different people knock in different doors and sometimes the doors get shut. And sometimes you knock at one door and somebody opens it for you. Mm. Today, if it wasn't for Tuliza and Bali, these three domestic workers, probably they would not have been here today. I mean, today, I'm, I'm surprised. I left my home to come here to be interviewed by three domestic workers. I mean, they are interviewing me, you know, and they've done such good work. Yeah. And I don't think in their wildest dreams they would have thought they'd be sitting here in a studio and asking questions. Yeah. So these three domestic workers, you've changed their lives, you know. So you are somewhere. You can, you are somewhere because somebody has unleashed the potential in you, mm. or told you that you are worth something. So each and every one of us, you may sit there and think, "I'm nothing." I mean, ubushe, ubushe, usbashe, uzenge overall ya kila. Enge nena maiki nopo, begin. One kinopo. Oh, now my kinopo. Oh, okay. <laughs> she came here. overall You know, it's like she says, Yes, I am a domestic yes, worker. This yes, is who I am. Yeah. But and she came here and she um what's her name? Langa. Nana. Langa. Langa. You can meet Langa in the streets here. Yeah? Yes. You would think she's an executive. Yeah. If you if she's walking there, you would never say she's a domestic worker. In fact, I still don't believe she is. <laughs> you know, undercover. We also exactly. You know, so you should not judge the book by its cover. Yes. You know, you should never judge a book by its cover. So each and every one of us has something in them. And maybe tomorrow, you know, she can say, I don't want this job anymore. And she can be a radio announcer. Mm. She will be. Yeah. You know, or, or both, all of them. They all can, them. you would have changed their lives. And probably in her lifetime, she would never have thought that. Mm. So you were there to lighten her space, to give her confidence and to change her life, maybe for the better. So you are always there because somebody has always be, is always there to brighten up your space and to make your life better. And um, how do you feel about filling that role for many, many people? I always think it's because um, God loves us all. And he sends us in different ways, just like he sent his only child to mm. come and die for us. Mm. So you are, I don't want to say you are Jesus, you've, you've died for somebody. But, you know, God puts us in different places for different reasons, all of us. Mm. So yeah. 
I just want to know if you're interested in making a brand of iced tea because I want to bottle you and drink you. <laughs> I think it would sell <laughs> so well if you just made a bottle of iced tea called Yvonne's Essence. Uh, thank you so much, Ma, for coming. Yo, um, I have no words and I usually have a lot, but I have, I have none left. Um, what a blessing. Thank truly, you. This has truly. just been a great, a great moment for me. A great moment. Me too. 35 <laughs> years ago, I could not have imagined my mother mm. being in the studio, mm. interviewing anybody else, maybe mm. interviewing Winnie Mandela at mm. that time or interviewing um, a politician or anybody else. It, it would never have happened. But today, yeah, so things have changed. Mm. <laughs> Mami Vaughan, an immense pleasure. I don't think we can end it off any better than that. So with that, we'd really like to say thank you so much for coming. Thank <laughs> and you. And to everyone, please make sure to follow our Twitter page at Made Project, that's M-A-I-D-E Project, as well as our Facebook page, which is also Made Project. Again, such a pleasure. We made history! <laughs> I made my heroes. <laughs> we got it on, on record. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Have a very lovely day. Siren. When I was doing this video, I was very excited. This is my second video ever. I love the firemen. I love, I love what happened. You know, the process during the process of that video. Cliff Central. I've got something important to tell you. Cliffcentral.com.